Hello. If you can, please give to charities for those disenfranchised in these still troubled times. An example might be the Ogre Project, which helps black trans people with food, shelter, and other means of life. Also, support the Trevor Project, a mental health hotline for LGBTQ youths in trouble. Uh, as for Nathaniel, you can find him at the Pretendium Compendium, his own podcast, where he talks about Dungeons and Dragons and other fantasy fare. Uh, if you would like to see more of me, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Jeems, which is J-E-E-M-S. You can find me on my Tumblr, which is also Jeems, my TikTok, Jeems84, my Twitter, the show's Twitter is at Penny Tolerable, and I'm at my planet is J. And you can find me on my Instagram at at my planet is Jeremy. Uh, we are available on Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, and several other podcast platforms. Now, on with the show. Also, for another amazing podcast, check out The Video Vault with Brandon and Skyler by my friends, Brandon and Skyler. Hello everyone, this is Jeremy and welcome to Penny Tolerable, where two large adult siblings talk about movies, TV, comics, and whatever else. We spent an eternity together, so you can spend some time with us. Now, uh, I'd just like to point out, um, I'm Jeremy and this is Nathaniel, and we are very interesting because we're actually the inspiration for, uh, Nathaniel is the inspiration for the Nathaniel of Hebrew legend of Khan of Galilee, and uh, he was a follower of Jesus, and he's mentioned in the Gospel of John. And uh, I was the inspiration for the biblical Jeremiah the prophet. And in this really neat new uh, movie, we're going to be played by, uh, I don't know, like John Krasinski and Jason Matsukas or some shit like that. Wait, which one am I? Uh, Peck. Oh, can I be, I want to at least be Matsukas. Yeah. Can I at least yeah. be the good one? Yeah, you, I'll be the good one. You could be I the I can Zook. be the good one. You can be the Zook? Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um. Wow, uh, 
I gotta commend you for the setup there. I have not heard Galilee. I've heard Galilee and I've heard Galloway. I've never heard it pronounced like uh, Jeff Galooly before. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's where he's from. Uh, that's true. No, it's like like uh, Leonardo da Vinci. It's like that's not his name. He's Leonardo from Vinci. Yeah, Jeff of Galloway. <laughs> yeah. Long way from home. Yeah. Uh, so, any hoople, uh, if people can't already tell, what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, the amazing vehicle for Kingo, the Eternals. Yeah, uh, the Kingo town. Yeah, from Homestar is what we. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I hope that's what we're talking about because that's all the research I did. Uh, we're doing the Eternals, and I assume this will follow. Uh, uh, a couple months ago, we, we tried out a new format where uh, Jeremy watches a Marvel movie, and then I don't. Yeah. And that, that really worked for both of us, I think. Yeah, it really it did. Ch- checked the boxes for both of us. It did. It really Helped really me did. compromise. So, uh, honestly, um, I don't I don't want to do that for every one of these. Like the, With Marvel movies, it, it's the Simpsons joke about, like, Wow, a mad super special. They only put out 13 of these a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do this for, like, Shang-Chi. And, like, Black Widow, in retrospect, probably wasn't the best choice. Cause yeah, it's the, most, it's the biggest, like, nothing yeah. of a movie. It's like, hey, Mission Impossible, the two of them are girls. <laughs> like, that, that's it. Um, I was down for this. Yeah. The, the Eternals seems like... Uh, no Marvel movie can be truly exceptional. That's their defining feature, that they're all exactly crushingly the same. Yeah. The Eternals is so the same, and so doubled down on all of its worst tendencies. Um, this thing's going to make like a billion dollars. Yeah. It, but if this is the highest grossing movie of the year, I wouldn't be surprised. Because like, mm-hmm. it's Shang-Chi right now, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I could easily see this overtaking that. This was the one where where people uh, finally got tired of it. So critics, the, the same critics who gave like Avengers Endgame a 98, mm-hmm. uh, gave this a 48, I think it, it was down to at one point. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, fans uh, tend to be a little more generous, but they do like the cinema score. Yeah. Where like famously like Killing Them Softly got an F or something. Mm-hmm. Um this is one of only two movies to ever get lower than an A rating. I think this in the first Thor I read got like a B plus, mm-hmm. which again, like adjusted for Marvel inflation, um, to steal a joke, this must be the worst movie ever made. <laughs> the Marvel film that got a B plus from audiences, you're like, oh wow. So for, for like normal people, that would be an F minus. Like what are we talking about? I didn't know those existed. It, it was a very it was a very interesting thing of you know Marvel is recently they've been kind of stretching out and thinking like well we, we're basically like printing money yeah. how far can we take this like can we take can we make any character profitable and judging by the profits of this movie apparently so because the profits meaning the characters like the profit can go yeah oh exactly. But the th- the thing is, the Eternals is a property that like 
and people have said this, not even Marvel fans really know or like. It really is something like, hey, you know that Jack Kirby series where they're like ancient gods from another planet? Yeah, oh, I love the uh, I love the new gods. I love the fourth world. No, no, I'm talking about the one from Marvel. Then I don't know what you mean. Yeah, and again, hardly the first person to voice this sentiment, but The Eternals is the the one Jack Kirby property that Jack Kirby fans don't like. Yeah. You will see more devil dinosaur defenders. You will see more people defending his Jimmy Olsen run. <laughs> yeah. Like when the new gods weren't in it. It's like, no, I'm just talking about the office stuff. He was talking about when Jimmy Olsen fought Darkseid for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. wasn't a comic. <laughs> yeah. You will see more of that than Eternals fans. And uh, I, I um, we'll talk a little bit more about this at the end because we were going to look at kind of the Marvel State of the Union perhaps. But I would honestly be hard-pressed to think of a, uh, like a vessel that has less clout, that has less traction. Mm-hmm. So they they're gonna put like Adam Warlock in uh, like Guardians. Yeah, Adam Warlock is not like a household name or like a, a fan favorite. Way more FaceTime. Yeah, than the Eternals makes he, way more sense. He has his fans. Yeah, he has his fans. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at stuff like Luke Cage and basically like having the Serpent Society on the TV show, and it's like they have more. Yeah, Luke Cage has fans, at, at least uh, one of whom was in Pig and Prisoners of the Ghost Lab. <laughs> um, but, man, unless we're, like, do... If we're going out of our way to, like, pick the jokes, like, Obnoxio the Clown is getting his own. <laughs> we really are at that point, though. Like, I could make a joke about, like, oh, is Fool Killer going to get a movie? Well, probably not, but he might get a streaming series. Yeah. 2024, get ready for Slapstick. I was waiting to see what it was going to be because that was my second go-to joke for the character nobody wants. Um, I'm just waiting for uh, uh, Joel McHale to have a cameo in the MCU uh, X-Men movies as Sidestep. That's going to be dope as hell. Well, Sidestep's actually... Pretty cool character. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, d- uh, douchebag who dresses like a waiter and gets killed at the end of one issue. <laughs> and, since, get, and since people think time. Doesn't he actually get trapdoored by Dr. Jill? Yes. Okay, sidestep's fine. Yeah, sidestep's I would cool. welcome a Joel McHale sidestep. Um, but we really are at that point, and it was like uh, the, the first spate of TV shows they were doing. Uh, they mentioned that like Howard the Duck was on the slate, and they wound up not moving forward with it. Mm-hmm. And I think of that, like, you guys threw out an idea? Was it because like, of you, too many... You, you had a thought, and then you didn't make a series out of it? Was it because of too many bad memories from, like, the George Lucas one from I, the 80s? Or... I don't think so, because their whole purpose now is that they are, like, reclaiming all of that stuff. Yeah. Re- like, repurposing... This shit. Hey, you know those two Spider-Man movies which nobody liked? Well, mm. we're going to weave them into our new ones yeah. and they'll be good. No, that would not stop them from doing a Howard the Duck series. They would do a Howard the Duck series and then there'd be a scene where like somebody puts on the Howard the Duck movie and Howard goes like, watch this shit. Or yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, they're, they're allowed to do PG-13 swearing on this one. And the fact that, you know, for what it's worth, the uh, Seth Green Howard the Duck is more Howard the Duck than the Richard Dreyfus Howard the Duck? <laughs> what, didn't he? I think, it, yeah, I think it was Richard yeah. Dreyfuss. No, Richard Dreyfuss. I remember don't, don't be a big shot, okay? <laughs> I remember that being weird. <laughs> As the youngest duck to ever win an Academy Award. Okay, we will talk about the Eternals, but since we mentioned Richard Dreyfus, he mentioned mm-hmm. the Academy Award, you remember what he won it for? What? Uh, the Goodbye Girl. <coughs> Not a bad movie, just a very Neil Simony movie, very of its mm-hmm. time, uh, kind of dated in some unfortunate ways. I mostly just remember the, the Goodbye Girl for the tagline. The, the worst tagline for any film ever made. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Neil Simon, for making us laugh at love again. How, how any human walks by that on the side of a marquee and doesn't just, like, rip it down with their bare hands. Also, the way you would, like, a poster for a political enemy. The, the way that, uh... The way that, uh... What's his name? Von Trent, the guy from uh, Sound of Music, just rips down the yeah, swastika no. flag and tears it up. No, there needs to there needs to be a gif where he's just tearing the poster for the goodbye girl in half. Which it's still the worst. I think we did get the second worst tagline of all time this year, which uh, is for Cyrano. Yeah, Peter Dinklage's Cyrano looks like a good enough movie. Could be fun. The tagline for Cyrano, as you well know, is. Cyrano, have you ever been in love? Yeah, yes, yeah. That, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not, have you ever been in love, but you couldn't find the words. Yeah. It's not even that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I won't do something like borderline offensive, like love comes in small packages. But no, a normal person would do your tagline. Have you ever been in love, but you couldn't find the words? Because mm. you know the plot of the story. Yeah. Just, <clears throat> have you ever been in love? Like, you, you like want to turn the poster over to see if the tagline continues there. Or it's like, you turn it upside down and like, under his hair, it's like the answer to a Laffy Taffy riddle yeah. or something. Um, they have riddles on Laffy Taffy, that's why they're called that, not yeah. jokes. Uh, confusing and Taffy. The two things, first off, the Cyrano thing, it would honestly be like, if your tagline was, hey, you gonna finish that? Yeah, <laughs> I remember you said that to me. That's exactly it. Cyrano. You gonna finish that? <laughs> and the, the thing about uh, Goodbye Girl... <coughs> goodbye, girl. The thing that I realized about Goodbye Girl is... Uh, if you're laughing at love, you have brain crystallization. <laughs> like, th- there are... Your parts of your brain are shattering inside of your skull, <laughs> and you're having fits of laughter. I'm sorry. No, I mean, <clears throat> I think they mean it's a romantic comedy, in that Richard Dreyfus plays a gay stereotype for about half the movie. Uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about the good guy girl, the good guy girl. Sideshow Bob, Krusty Rolson. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, a, a better, a different movie. Okay. Let's a, go with different. different. Now to move purely laterally to the Eternals. Uh, again, Jeremy watched this. I did not. 
I may have some comments that may or may not relate to the names of Kenko and Fasto, and Glorpo and Schizo, <laughs> and Harpo and Chico. Frankie sniffles, bounce, bounce, the claw and sir farts a lot. Yeah. I, I will say, I, I The Eternals is my favorite Marvel movie in years. It's my favorite one since I stopped watching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, purely based on the memes. Yeah. Like, just as a format. I only saw it a couple of times, but I love the character posters where they, they'll go like, Thena, Icarus, Droid, Crow. <laughs> Which is even better because the villain is named Crow. <laughs> K-R-O. <laughs> right. You were talking about Chromentum. Did Crow appear? Yes. Wait, he appeared? Kind of, a little bit. Oh, so you were right. So people can't get mad at you. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about this uh, uh, series of images. All right. Well, if, when I saw it at uh, the Alamo Draft House, um, it was interesting because usually at the Alamo Draft House, they have like things before the movies, like, hey, here's what you need to know about this and that. And they told you like shit about the Eternals, which is, that is a very good idea for a movie like the Eternals. So I'll, I'll give them that. Um, it has, it has a Star Wars scroll at the beginning, kind of, like, not, not the, the same angle, but basically the same thing. Um. All good movies start with text and prophecies. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay, I shouldn't be snotty. If ever there was a type of movie <clears throat> that does allow that, I guess it would be something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of Kirby stuff in this, needless to say, and I, I I honestly realize it's like Moebius, where it's like, you can't fuck up their shit, like, even if you try. I See, I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I need to stop mentioning that, because eventually it'll sound like I'm bragging. But No, d- d- just to explain, I haven't seen the thing, but from all the trailers... That seemed like something people were making fun of, that you had the impossibly vibrant, gigantic, the comics somehow look more widescreen than the widescreen movies do. And while I I hardly think this is anybody's pick for, like, the worst-looking Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. um, the Eternals, I I mean, the, uh, the Celestials were more, like, you know, vast and shrouded and... No, but when they show the Celestials... They're the Celestials. Okay, they so that that's just like a slow reveal then? Yeah. Okay, and then same thing with the costumes. And this might just be one of those things that, like, uh, I, I just noticed this. Maybe some things that look cool in a drawing don't actually translate to a realistic medium. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's that, but I remember looking at the costumes and just getting nothing from them. Like, I guess Salma wearing, like, a crown or something. like mm-hmm. Or... A, I mean, possible alternative theory. It's just nice to look at Salma Hayek. Yeah. Like, that might be it. Of all the costumes, as much as I make fun of the character, like, Kingo having the, like, the kind of Bollywood, I wouldn't even know what to call it, but kind of like mm-hmm. Indian formal wear for yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. This suit has elements of that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that was kind of cool, but the rest of them, it's just, it's a bunch of shits and yellow pie brick. <laughs> um... And I, I think back to, uh, like, Thor Ragnarok, which uh, I liked, which means I 
probably hated it more than anyone else who's ever seen it. That, that's my takeaway. Good way of gauging yeah, it. Yeah, where I watched Thor Ragnarok and I was like, oh, like, it's fine. It's the best of the three. Like, there, you know, there's some decent jokes in there. That's the most negative review anyone's ever given about yeah. a movie. So, uh, but whatever. Uh, the Kirby shit of that at least looked like Kirby. Yeah. Like, whatever else I think of Ragnarok being maybe wearing out its welcome past a certain point. It's a uh, taste the rainbow color palette. <laughs> yes. It does lend itself for uh, to uh, like cosmic Marvel, I yeah. suppose. Uh, this movie actually begins with probably the best line in anything ever. They're, they're kind of like born inside of their <sighs> ship. And then their suits and cloak them. And this is, this is like the first moments of their life. But they have, like, full awareness of stuff, just not each other. So, Cersei and Icarus walk over to the window and look at Earth, and Cersei says, It's beautiful, isn't it? And Icarus says, I'm Icarus. <laughs> he, he says that. <laughs> I mean, this is like... you're. We're both fans of the room. Yeah. And... Among everything else that makes The Room an amazing film, much better than any Marvel film. Yeah. You can miss all of these, but don't die without watching The Room. Um, One of the big things that makes The Room so funny, dialogue-wise, is that no two lines of dialogue sync up. Yeah. So famously, like, like, I have breast cancer, Don't, don't worry about it. That's the big one, but that's every line of dialogue where it's like, Oh, I don't feel so good. I got a promotion today. Where it's like, what does Denny do? Well, uh, we found Denny when he was living in uh, a tenement house. It's like, that's, that's, that's not what I fucking yeah. asked. Like, what? So, uh, you know, so every line of dialogue in the room is, I mean, cite real examples. But it, it, it's just like, oh, I think I'm going to go take a bath. I'm late for work. Yeah. And it's just... Like, no character sounds like they are acknowledging the other character, so everybody comes off as the rudest person in the world, yeah. which is unbelievably funny. Yes. Like, to, to <laughs> do, like, think of every comedy sketch you've ever seen where, like, somebody's trying to say something and the other guy doesn't get it. Uh, every Tim Robinson, like, hey, we're going to need those reports. Uh, my shirt's just too tight. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever. That's every line of dialogue in the room. I didn't know you could write a whole script of just that. <laughs> it's nice to see Marvel carrying on that tradition. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I make us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they go down to uh, old timey Earth. I, I, when I say old timey Earth, I make it sound like uh, primordial. Hypermortal. <laughs> Primordial. When I say old timey, I make it sound like the nineteen twenties. Like yeah. no, it's, it's primordial, and they have to fight some deviants. And the, <laughs> yeah, they uh, the fight scenes and the magic they look they look like CGI shit, but it's it's cool. Like the way all the flippity flopping and thrown like energy and magic around it's it's kind of a doctor strange type thing i'm gonna uh it's sight unseen i'm going to agree to disagree <laughs> we later cut to uh the now time um 
which uh, we have the character Sprite, who is oh. yeah, we have the character Sprite, who's a little girl who can do illusions, and she's been a little girl for millions of years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very much the idea of like she can't grow up. But she has the desires of a woman. It's like Claudia from Interview with a Vampire. Okay. Uh, again, sight unseen. Would it be safe to say that this is not really the right vessel for this style of character or concept? Probably. Yeah. Because the idea of uh, there's a, uh, like a grown person's urges trapped in a child's body. You can write that without just being Henry Darger. Yeah. Like... like a normal person could write an intelligent, tasteful, or purposefully not tasteful, like intentionally, yeah. uh, like intentionally upsetting. Yeah, like like a kind of Nabokov thing, uh, and, and go in that direction, but at least explore it in some way. I feel like having her be the fourteenth lead in a. Uh, knockoff Marvel movie. This is a Marvel movie that feels like a knockoff of a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not sure that's the right place for it. By the way, that that's what this feels like, right? When you would go to, like, a Mexican supermarket and you'd see, like, a package that said, like, the Fantastic Four, and then the Fantastic Four would be Mr. Incredible, Venom, Lightning McQueen, yeah. and Princess Peach. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit like. so much. This I like feels, that shit. Yeah. You know all of your, like, three Dev Adam and Turkish Star Wars? Yeah. The Eternals looks like Marvel made that of, <laughs> of itself. And uh, it's interesting because Cersei has hooked up with uh, Kit Harrington's character who, uh, and I and the next movie will be the Black Knight, but he's not the Black Knight yet. It wasn't Game of Thrones. We should watch that instead. And something that I actually dug is that they're super open with him. Like, like they've told him about their shit. I think it's actually kind of neat. Like, why hide this from, like, your boyfriend? Yeah, you'd do that in, like, a TV series. You would do the no one must know mm-hmm. thing to create tension. Uh, I mean, they don't seem super worried about secret identities, like guess <laughs> when when we see them in uh like the the early times like i think they're celebrating in babylon and uh when we first see them they're very like they're getting used to shit uh-huh. like, like aliens do and yeah you know how aliens do <laughs> and uh you know it's it's play it's a very played out trope of like what is this kiss? But it, it, a character like eats wax fruit, it, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it, it's something that is not lingered on for too long. Um, it's it's interesting because uh, when they're summoned by the Celestials, they're they're kind of just like yanked off of Earth <laughs> at a, like a billion miles an hour, and they have to stand in front of I think his name's like Amareth, the Red Celestial. And they make him fucking huge, which I appreciate, like... Nauseatingly big. Yes. He's so incredibly big. Is it um, Amareth? What? Is it Amareth? Because that's an actual word. 
It it might be. Okay. Um, I, this is one thing I have to blame, I guess, Jack Kirby and or Stan Lee for. Um, and can't lay it at the feet of the movie, but uh, are all of the other races named after racial slurs? A bit. Yeah, like, and like old-timey racial slurs. So obviously, like, nothing cancelable today. I hate that word. I shouldn't even use it in jest. But, um, like, deviant, celestial. It would be like if there were the race of Irish villains and they were called papists. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I mean, it's it's not, we don't need to bleep it out, but it's a weird choice. (laughs) And... And there's something interesting about the movie where, you know, people have said, like, well, you know, these characters didn't help out during Thanos, they didn't stop big things, like, how can they be heroes? The movie doesn't particularly paint them as heroes, which I think is actually a good idea. Like, okay. like when they're interacting with humans, uh, they, 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 have, they have fun, like, they fuck around with people. Like they're like nicer Lokis is the best way to describe it. Okay, that I mean that that's if I had to do this, that's how I'd go about it. Rather than people just like you know crouching over Gettysburg, going I should have acted in time. Yeah. And then once you do that, then you have to do it for everything. Like, yeah. Well, why didn't you stop the rape of Nan Kang? Why didn't you stop like you know the hello to more? <laughs> yeah. It, I I will give them. Well, no, they do that with Hiroshima, actually, so, you know, joke's on them, but you, you really can do it, like, one way or the other. You can just have, like, just like, oh, like, Wonder Woman didn't help during World War II because she didn't shut up. Here yeah. she is in leg warmers. She, she, was, she was too busy being sad that her boyfriend died. Yeah, I would honestly rather that than have, like, 40 minutes of the movie be like, and anyways, the reason that she didn't help with the Vietnam War, but did help with the Korean War, was that you're like, God, shut up. <laughs> Maybe I just, like, don't want to think of the character that was on my toothpaste when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, Nagasaki in the same sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, the character is get to know each other more during the Babylon sequence. And it's uh, late at night, and it's early morning, and, you know, Cersei and Icarus have, they've grown to love each other. And uh, so they go to the beach and have the much-lauded sex scene from the movie, like, that's been advertised. Um, it's, It's terrible, like, it's... They don't, neither of them seem to enjoy it. Uh, it's maybe 30 seconds long. Icarus is kind of a two-pump chump. Okay. And it's a, it's about as sexy as when Fox and Xanatos would have sex on Gargoyles. <laughs> like, if I had to compare something. Uh, so... Yeah, but I mean, just including sex in your Marvel movie, like, you're really alienating your base (laughs) at that point. Yeah, I just wanted to say, so the guy who just sold uh, his Carnage comics, like, less than a year ago, (laughs) I I really want to go on record making, like, the the easiest dunk imaginable there. 
Um, so anyways, let, let's let's get this show on the road. <laughs> One of the things that I think is neat is, you know, during their whole Hall of Lou, it's, it's later on during the, you know, the, the conquistadors slaughtering uh, people. And, you know, they're thinking about, like, what should we do? Should we do this? Should we do that? And Thena, Angelina Jolie's character, gets space madness. Really? Like, like her bathtub water? Yeah, her bathtub water flies yeah. around. And she eats a bar of soap as if it's an yeah. ice cream bar. And then, so this and Armageddon make two great movies where somebody got space madness. Yeah, this is, it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Just her space madness. Uh, and, you know, they decide, like, uh, you know, this is stupid. We're in... Did she have space madness? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, they, they decide, like, the whole idea of, like, helping people and shit is kind of stupid. Which it, which it is. Like, I'm not going to lie. That makes, that makes them a little, uh, makes them a little more relatable. As if they don't want to be bothered saving anyone? Yeah. Uh... And we're taken to the modern era where uh, they find that uh, uh, some Hayek's character has been killed by a deviant. Oh, like right. she's just had the life sucked out of her. And uh, you know, they're you know they're getting the band back together. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> and uh, they're getting the band back together, and of course. You know, we go to see uh, uh, Kingo, played by Kumail Nanjiani, uh-huh. and he's doing, like, his dance sequence from, uh, like, the Bollywood movie he's in. Um, this is not disparaging, you know, culture not of my own. This is the shittiest-looking Bollywood dance sequence. Like, I have seen fucking amazing Bollywood dance sequences. Yeah. This is so lackadaisical. I, I read that, like, Kamel didn't know how to dance, and man, does it show. Yeah, um... And, and it's it's a weird thing, because, uh... I guess the idea of, like, have, giving Kingo, like, a Bollywood... What, like, uh... Why am I spacing on the word? Career? Mm-hmm. It's something, it's a personality yeah. as opposed to zero personality. In the, but, in the comics, he's Japanese and he has like a, he's basically like Tashira Mifune. Okay, but, uh, uh, oh, that explains his name. It makes much more sense in that cultural context. Yeah. No, but um, it, it's one of those things where, it's like when you, you see like a pretty okay martial arts sequence in Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen, but I assume it has some fights in it. Yeah, it has some good fights. And I get, guarantee that, like, some people want, like, oh, this is the greatest fight ever filmed. It's like when uh, uh, George Lucas had the lightsaber fight at the end of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and he said, uh, I think it might actually be the best sword fight ever filmed. And you're like, no, yeah. it's not. Like, you, you could even make the case that it's like the best from one of your movies. Yeah. Like it's the best lightsaber fight. Okay, whatever. That's that's your call, guy who did mm-hmm. it. But j- just as a suggestion, like that's something like, like, Dad, I think I just filmed the greatest uh, 
Uh, sword fight of all time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that's how I feel when it's like, oh, there's like a, did you know there was a martial arts uh, scene in an American movie? Yeah, you know they have they have those all the time in like Asian movies, and they're good. Yeah, it doesn't just mean like like gently like pretends to be a worse fighter so he doesn't embarrass Danny Glover yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and, and they're really, <laughs> I'm gonna pretend the DMX could kick my ass. <laughs> and they're really good over there. Like they're all good. The kids, fat people, <laughs> they do all seem to fight. Yeah, uh, old women who uh, yeah. live in alleyways and fight blind musicians. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, same thing with this. I it's cool that the movie has a Bollywood sequence that's like colorful and it's something different and whatever. Um, you know that there are a bunch of Bollywood movies that have Bollywood sequences too, right? Mm-hmm. And it, again, it's one of those things where like I I don't know. We we talked about it before how. Superhero movies can be funny by the standards of superhero movies. Yeah. So you're like, oh, like Deadpool was funny. Yeah, I, I mean, compared to the other X-Men films, yeah, like it, it, Deadpool is about as funny as Tag. Don't, don't comp- for God's sake, don't compare it to actual comedies. Don't compare <laughs> it to like, like a fucking Adam McKay movie or The Naked yeah. Gun or something. Tag, the movie that put Jeremy Renner out of commission for Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> really? We have that to think? That's why we were <laughs> we were robbed of the Ren. Okay. Uh, and I so I feel like it's the same principle. Like, yeah, well, it, it's good for for something that doesn't do that thing. Like, yeah, the dog was able to walk on its hind legs for a couple of minutes. That's, that's kind of mm-hmm. cute. Every single Marvel movie should end with, like, Kumail or whoever going like, hey, if you liked the Bollywood sequence in today's movie, you can learn more about it in the following films and then list the 300 better Indian films that came out this <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Hey, if you like Shang-Chi, go watch literally any other, uh, like, Dragon Dynasty or Golden Harvest or Shaw Brothers film. Just literally anything, <laughs> anything. with... Anything with Michelle Yeoh. No. Literally anything. Go on YouTube, find one of the ones that's in like 300p resolution and it's dubbed by Australians. You will see better fight scenes than that. Like, go watch whatever movie Wu-Tang samples for its, uh, its like audio sketches. Yeah. You will have a better time than watching the Mandarin fight somebody. <laughs> Anyways, back to this. Back to this. Uh, there's there is something I uh, appreciated about the movie is that there's there's so much you know there's the quipping problem with the Marvel movies. Oh yes. With this, I I would say it's about at a three. It's you know it, it, it's kind of an odd thing that these characters sound more like humans despite being immortal aliens than the humans in the same universe. Yeah, and, and uh, that's one thing I've heard from, you know, I've listened to, like, other better podcasts talk about the movie, and I, I've seen mm-hmm. some jokes online, and that was one of the few kind of backhanded pieces of praise that I heard offered, was that the quipping is not as bad as one would think. That mm-hmm. it is uh, mostly, like, the seven jokes you see in the trailer yeah that's actually all there are in the movie basically so, yes 
Okay, sorry, we had to pause there for just a sec. Had a little break. Uh, Kengo showed up and told us to stop making fun of him. Yeah, he's he's awesome. a good dude in real life. Yeah, like he's nice done Yeah. Uh, so you were you were talking about the whatever this is, the new gods. Yeah, you know, the you're new gods, about Captain Planet. Yeah. Um, when the when the Celestials actually explain their plan to uh, the Eternals, it's it's again it's done like in the very Doctor Strangean way where the it, it at least looks neat. There's like a lot of shit going on. So yeah, that uh, seems to describe most of these movies pretty accurately. There sure is a lot of shit to look up. Yeah, the and my favorite part comes up next because they go to see Druig. And Druig's thing is that he can control people. And here's the interesting thing about Druig. He's a total cock. He, he's just an awful person. He lives, in, he still lives in the Amazon. Like the, the Conquistadors were fighting in. Didn't fucking leave. And, uh, he had he, he they're basically his slaves. Like oh. he's he's just awful. And like when the deviants come along, he has them fight the deviants. Like they he has them get out their shotguns and shoot. It's mm-hmm. it's a very interesting kind of character flaw of like this guy just didn't generally doesn't care about Yes. So he's almost like a flaw on just his personality. Um, eventually, um, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, deviants gains Thena's power, I believe it's Thena's power, and, uh, he transforms from just a normal deviant into Crow, and, uh... T-Robot. Yeah, Crow T-Robot. Uh, and the thing I found interesting is... When he starts to talk, it's almost like a bro voice. Like it's just this weird thing. Then I found out it's Bill Skarsgård doing the voice. Okay, which is that the Skarsgård from it? Yeah. Okay. So it's just it's just handsome dude playing this giant weird taffy alien. Like that's okay. kind of interesting. He's Welsh. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, of course, they have to go get uh, Fastos, the inventor. Okay, quick question, man. Sincerely. Is it Fasto or Fastos? Fastos. With an S at the end. Yeah. Okay, because I kept hearing Fasto, and this plays into my theory that uh, don't trust your lion eyes. Every character's name ends in an O. Well, there is a Fasto on the team. But her name is Macquarie. Yeah, she really should have been named Fasto. And then this guy could have been named Macquarie. And his power could be that he's as funny as Colin Mockery. Yeah. Like he makes fun of things. He, he's Mockery. <laughs> and of course we get uh, the Hiroshima scene. Yeah. That has also been talked about in websites. Why, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's the weirdest goddamn scene because... It's it's just after the bomb blast. Like it, it can't even be five minutes afterwards. Like steel is still liquefying. <coughs> People are shadows on the wall. 
And for some reason, Fasto and Soma Hayek's character, Ajak, are like, they're there. They're, they're just there. And he is dressed in like the 1940s lab stuff. Manhattan Project. Manhattan Project yeah. stuff. So he, he, he is just this dude, this weeping dude dressed like Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. Mm -hmm. And for some weird reason... She's dressed like Beaker. It's just bizarre. <laughs> she's just even weirder because she's dressed like kind of a vaudevillian from, from like the 1920s. Like she's got a like blue undershirt, yellow bow tie. And it's like, is this the best attire for... Wait, is she, she dressed like a dude? Or... Yeah. Okay. Because she already did that for Frida. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was welcome. Mm -hmm. It's just... It seems like odd attire for one of the most horrifying things that's happened in the 20th century. Yeah, and how great would it be if it was just like, oh, Druig was right. And like she bows her head and the bow tie spins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, in honor of the fallen, it spins counterclockwise and stuff. And then, then she, she gets really sad and she squirts something on her lapel and a bunch of fake tears shoot out of something on the side of her head. Like, Ajak, uh, uh, Druig was right. What if I don't? Like, are you even listening to me? And then it cuts to her, and she's wearing Homer's jersey glasses. <laughs> yeah. And we cut to we cut to uh, what Fastos is doing now, and uh, being fast. No, he's being inventive. Yeah. Uh, and he's married to uh, this Latino guy, and they have a kid. And that brings me to something that was kind of a big deal with this movie among certain people, is that, like, there was too much wokeness. It was like, oh, you're making all the characters different ethnicities, you're making Fastos gay, you're making Macri deaf, like, this is so stupid. The, the wokeness, whatever you want to call it, it's so fleeting and inconsequential it neither adds nor subtracts anything. It's it's impossible. It seems impossible that someone would get mad. Uh, no, well, first of all, it's an absolutely meaningless word at this point. Like yeah. it, it, it is. It's just a noise at this point where people are going like, "Oh, the capitalism's not the problem. Woke capitalism is the problem." What the fuck are you talking about? What do those words in that order even mean? And the answer is nothing. It's just a catch-all for anything you don't like. Yeah. Originally, it just meant you're aware of shit, which is what people should be. No, no now it's literally not like, oh, Escape from LA wasn't uh, as uh, good as Escape from New York must be too woke. Yeah. Like, oh, God damn it. The new Dark Souls is harder than the last one. Oh, it's so woke. Yeah, like, like it's just such an absolutely. It is. Like, I I I've complained about like the term "cancel" being like meaningless, but I at least like understand what idiots mean when they say it. Yes, I understand the stupid bullshit thing that it's supposed to mean. Th this is genuinely just a noise because you're you're going like, oh, the military's gotten woke now. Like the military's into CRT. It's like, do you? It's it's just sounds. It's just bells and whistles. It's white noise. Yeah, literally white noise in yeah. most cases. 
And it's the same thing. Like, I don't like any of this shit any more than you do. I don't want you, the uh, pretend listener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, dude, I don't like freaking Marvel movies. I don't like the, what, the, the last Ghostbusters people are still talking about somehow. From like 2016, that's still used as like a, a reference point for anything. No, I don't like this shit, but it's because it sucks. It doesn't suck because it's woke, because again, it doesn't mean anything. It just sucks. A movie doesn't suck because Leslie Jones on it. She's fucking funny. Yeah. It just sucks. This movie doesn't suck because Paperboy from Atlanta, who's awesome, isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, it doesn't suck because Kumail, who's been funny up until now, is in it. It doesn't suck because there's like a gay couple in it. We've had those for a while, even in movies and TV shows. Yeah. It just sucks because it sucks. The movie doesn't suck because she's deaf. It's just a bad movie. And also, in addition to that, one of the characters is deaf. Now, it's not to say that you can't like overplay it and be like tedious and boring and like the, oops, I forgot to tell a joke. Oops, I forgot to tell a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so busy, like, carefully emphasizing every member of the Burger King Ken's Club. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, yeah. that they would make that into a movie and people would be like, oh, it's too diverse. A, a wheelchair? How would that be useful in battle? And not scale it back to the original problem, which is, why are we making this into a movie? Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll talk about it on another episode. Maybe the next episode, but... We've been joking about that with, like, the new Cowboy Bebop. It's like, the, the problem with the new Cowboy Bebop isn't that Jet's black, or that, like, Faye went down a cup size, or whatever weird thing that I never even thought about because I was too busy enjoying it originally. Yeah. It, that's not the problem with it. The only question you should ask with the new Cowboy Bebop is, why? Like, <laughs> yeah. 30 rod. Why? Yeah, like that's it, it's not gonna suck because they like changed Grimm's pronouns or something. It's going to suck because it's going to suck. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it's it's incredible. All this shit that already like is fucking horrible. But, like people can't make a movie anymore. You can't get health insurance. Mm-hmm. You you can't get representation. Like. All these horrible, crushing things that are legitimate problems. And instead of addressing them, we just went, oh, they're, they're so annoying because they're woke now. Yeah. 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 It's, it's Jesus, sorry, but like, if, if I could j- just fucking like Thanos snap a word out of existence, it would be that. It, it's interesting because, you know, with comic movies, uh, uh, I, I'm on, uh, Vera Drew's Patreon, I'm even involved in her movie, The People's Joker, and, uh, I saw a, a screening of it, and that movie has better, better representation, more heartfelt examinations of different people than every Marvel movie put together. Yeah, well... And the other thing is, in terms of representation, I'm not saying this shit doesn't matter, but, like, it's like when I joke about, like, oh, there's finally an Asian superhero. And I'm like, we had those! Read the water margin. What's the matter with you? Um, But it's it's the same thing. Like, 
yeah, yes, it's it's cool. Like, let there be a gay Avenger. That's that's cool. I'm glad. But our joke last week, you know, who, who could play James Bond or other better characters? Yeah. Like, you know, there are other better movies. And it's weird how you never hear that complaint. Like, I've never heard a, a human being on any end of the spectrum say that Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is too woke. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it's like... If it's that cool and that gay, it's not on your mm-hmm. radar. You, you, nobody's nobody's going to watch to Wong Fu and go like, Oh, this went a step too far. Yeah, I was on board with like Swayze getting his cock felt under his dress by Chris Penn, but they overplayed their hand at the end. No, it only... It, it only uh, people, like I say, people apply it all the time, obnoxiously. If it were, like, a real insult, it would be for stuff, like, again, the 30 Rock thing. Like, I think that God herself, and, like, yeah. even, and even Liz is like, ugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing you should be making fun of, the, the guy trying to do the, the Gervais-style, like, racism. Kind of like, let's, let's just pause and acknowledge what I did there. Yeah. Yeah, everybody fucking hates that. Feel free to make fun of that. Liberals make fun of that shit. Yeah. You know who makes fun of that shit all the time? Like Colbert and Tina Fey and all the other people you <laughs> yeah. hate. Yeah. They hate it. <laughs> That's what needs to be made fun of. Not the fact that, like, oh, I'm mad that Blade's being played by a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was pleased with that. Let's keep going. Yeah, anyways, the, what... And, what the celestial explains to them is that each planet houses kind of a baby celestial Aww. and it's up to the eternals to go to every planet and foster enough humans or food or energy to, to, adopt. Yeah. to kind of uh, destroy the planet and give birth to itself. Mm-hmm. And so they have to, and the, the reason for this is because you know, the more planets happen, the more stars will appear, and the more planets... It will have a domino effect of, like, billions more planets. And there's the quandary of, like, do we save Earth, or do we deny the existence of thousands of galaxies? Mm-hmm. And they choose Earth, so... I don't know. Uh, and, interestingly enough, the... Uh, the celestial inside of our world is named Tiamat, which I thought was neat. Like, you know, why the hell not? You have to understand, Tiamat is the true villain of the piece because Tiamat represents a sort of primordial, feminized move away from rational male thought. Just make your fucking bed, Kingo. Thank you, Mr. Stone. Okay. okay. Wait, no, okay. That's who I was doing? I don't know, maybe. No. I think people... Who, who sounds like Kermit the Frog? Yeah. Come on. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I know who doesn't. No. Dave Coulier doing Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, they go to the... It's basically like a... A, be- a beach, like a volcanic beach. I was hoping you were going to say a beatnik pub. Where, uh... Where uh, Tiamat is going to be birthed, and uh, Icarus thinks that like, you know, I I need to do this. I need to 
let this thing be born no matter what. This is my job. And Sprite goes with him because she's always loved him, but, you know, it was an, it was an unrequited love. Mm-hmm. So... Um, One of the things I love about the names is that, with the possible exception of, like, Makari being Mercury, do any of these have anything to do with the powers? Not particularly. But, like, I, I could Athena? Be... Athena and Athena? I don't know. I, I mean, what does she do? Good fighter? I don't They're all good fighters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess Athena's the goddess <laughs> of war, so she would be a slightly better good fighter than... Fucking Aphrodite. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, her dad uh, beat up the Titans, so he's probably a decent fighter. Um, and they'll try to come up with ways of how to stop uh, Tiamat. Druig actually wants to try to, like, mind control it. And when I heard that plan, it reminded me of when Spock tries to mind meld with a god. Okay. Like that, I thought that was such a, kind of an interesting what idea. God, need of the starship. Um, and, oh, go ahead. So is Druig, like, the his resonant power is that he's, like, a smart, evil piece of shit? How, like Mr. Smart from the Squadron Supreme comics that never got finished? He's more useful and less annoying. Oh, okay. But he... And he can he he can actually get shit done because he has a power. Unlike everyone in the squad, I'm super. Angry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the basically they have to. Uh, they end up. What what happens is, uh, Icarus gets tied down by uh, Fastos's machines. Yeah. But before that, Macari just rams into him 50,000 times at Mach 300, which is, it's a pretty neat scene. Okay. And, uh, while they're doing that, uh, Sprite wants to go and help Tiamat, but, uh, Druig, uh, brains her with a rock, so okay. <laughs> a little more from Druig. And Cersei, her thing has always been that she can tr- transmute matter. But she's never been able to do it with living things. Okay. But she did it with a deviant earlier. So essentially... So uh, she's slightly less useful than like 14 X-Men characters I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, basically. Okay. And uh, essentially what she does is she turn As Tiamat is emerging from uh, the island, it's his raised hand. Um, she turns him to stone. It's, it's like... In Clash of the Titans, the good one. Yeah. And uh, something that I thought was interesting visually was, uh, since you have these four huge stone fingers coming out, yeah. it, remind, it reminded me of the fight between Monkey and the Buddha. Right, where he like flies to the edges of the universe and like graffito tags and pisses on the pillars that he finds there. <laughs> And then he uh, comes back and he see, just sees that he's been standing in Buddha's palm the entire time. Yeah. Not to be confused with Buddha's palm, the awesome movie that's better than this. Yeah. What's the name of the dragon that I love? Domeng. How come I can never remember? I Dom? don't know. It's my favorite character in cinema. Like, I don't know why it doesn't linger with me. So, yeah, they they win. And uh, Icarus uh, flies into the sun. Okay. Uh, other people have said this joke, but it's literally... 
I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> and he just flies into the fucking sun again. Yeah. So, dude, that's that's one of those. Somebody once said that uh, itching, scratching, poochie might be the most quoted Simpsons episode, which maybe actually. Yeah. Off the top of my head, that feels like a joke <laughs> that should be played out. Like I have to go. My planet needs me. No, died on the way back to his home planet. But it applies. Every single time. Like, even when you leave a room, it's like, I have to go now. Like, yeah, like, like you could just do that yeah, and people like, fucking it's, laugh. It's funny, but, like, whenever people apply it to shit like this, you're like, yeah, it's still... So it's like it's like the fart joke in Shaun of the Dead. Like, I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. Like, it still gets me. And it's, like, earlier this week we saw... Uh, there was the one guy saying, like, oh, like, the, these cartoons are, like, overplayed. And it's the, like... And yet you participate in society, Cardone. The guy popping out of the well. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's still current. Yeah, like, I've absolutely seen that 5,000 fucking times at this point. But if you stop giving people a perfect excuse to use that, they'll stop using it. Mm-hmm. Stop asking obvious rhetorical questions and people will stop sending you the blonde profiled Nordic guy going, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So they've they've won, and they're you know going back to their old ways. Uh, Sprite is granted mortality, so that she can uh grow up and grow old and die. And uh, so, but ironically, she only grows uh seven years at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So she's seven up. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So all the heroes get together like RC Cola, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Pib, yeah. There, there's the scientist, Doctor Pepper. <laughs> he's, he's the tech guy. You have to realize. That. Okay, so uh, not to overplay our hand, Fastos would be Doctor Pepper. Yeah. Um, then Druig would be Mr. Pib because that sounds like a little like like. You know, sinister, the guy living yeah. in the jungle, like Mr. Kurtz is dead, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bib. Um, wh- <laughs> how how do the other ones track? Because I want Thena Mountain Dew, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's? We'll move on in a moment. But who's Coke? Coke, I don't know. Um, you don't know. I think Ajax uh, Fanta. Yeah, that's okay. what I was gonna say. Ajax is Fanta. Okay. And then who else do we have? Oh, well. We'll, we'll settle this some other time. We're not going to settle this tonight. <laughs> uh, what else we got going here? It's like 14 end credit sequences. We're at the, the beginning of the credits, so we're halfway through the runtime of the film. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because, you know, Kit Harrington's back. He's been just kind of wandering and just kind of bopping around while his girlfriend is out. And, uh, Leave him know. alone. He got stabbed by his coworkers. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he says, you know, you you learned a lot of interesting things about your family, and in the meantime, so did I, which is, you know, he's going to be the fucking Black Knight, we get it. And uh, he says, the Kit Harrington says, says the line, I love you, Cersei. And it was at that point that I thought, uh, actually, I uh, thought you liked Daenerys. Did you like that one, Ed? Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A joke so old it was written by one of the Eternals. 
but yeah, the eventually the, then the skies open up and Amaranth is still there, <laughs> and he yanks he yanks them all the hell up to him and says like, you know, don't like what you did, but goddamn uh, you have style. Don't like what you did, but goddamn you have style, and I will return. I will return in Thunderbolt. Yeah. And then Amaris said, I will return. And then a fat guy behind us in the theater went, Yeah, there's a goddamn woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have, then basically uh, they get into their weird tablet ship and just kind of fuck off into space. And that that's the closing credits, but we have some credit stuff. Uh, yeah. um, the people who worked on the film get acknowledged. Yeah. It's just credit stuff. First off, we it. have... A uh, good cast deserves a second mention. <laughs> Kingo, Watto, <laughs> Asterix, <laughs> Ovalix, Tojam and Earl. It's interesting. Why am I saying it's... A, I, I start too many sentences like that for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you're right about half the time. But uh, in the mid credit sequence, like they're on their... They're in their ship and they're looking around and... They see this, they see this kind of glittering in the hallway, and they see this object tumble out, and it's Pip the Troll. A very, very poorly rendered CGI Pip the Troll. Really? I mean, trolls in movies historically are, are just fantastic, be they practical or CGI special effects. I've never seen a bad looking troll in a movie. And here's the thing he's played by Patton. Really? Yeah. They, they could have just gotten Patton and had him, like, dress up as Pip the Troll. You and, could have saved a decent amount yeah. of the budget if you had just had Patton, like, perm his hair a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he, he gives his grand introduction to Star Fox or Eros or Harry Styles. And, uh, you know, he basically, he basically says, like, oh, you want to know where, uh, you can find all the other Celestials. Well, I think I know. And then they cut to the thing. Isn't that, Star Fox a rapist in the comics? Basi- basically, the, there's the fact that he his power is to uh, manipulate the sex drive and sexual sensors in a person. And I'm thinking to myself, how is that different from Purple Man? Yeah, the, it's the same power set. Yeah. And they accurately peg him as a rapist. Yeah. yeah, and then we have the last credit sequence. Um, we have Kit Harrington looking at his. It's a box, uh, an ancient box. Looking at his box. Yeah. Yeah, looking at his box, you know. Sometimes you just have to put the mirror on the floor and really discover yourself. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's looking at this box and he opens it up, and there's a sword. Uh huh. And, you know, he's very hesitant, and he turns away, and he hears a voice say, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And, of course, it's his ancestors that are stuck in the Black Knight sword. The sword, which is absolutely not Stormbringer. Yeah. In no way, shape, or form. Yeah, they seem to do that a lot between, like, this and the uh, Katana's Katana. I mean, it's a neat idea, but, like... Dude, just like write an Elric comic, Michael Moorcock will probably let you. <laughs> I don't think there's a probably about it. He will let you. 
It doesn't seem that difficult, but like, you guys clearly, why are you doing fucking superhero movies if you want them to have swords and fight dragons? Like, just come over and do fantasy. It's better. You'll be happier over here. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the Eternals. And sure really, was. really, I found out the real Eternals were the friends that we made along the way. Oh, God, that's such a long joke. Uh, but you're right. I did make friends with uh, Kingo and uh, Glorpus and Mackenzie and uh, Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> and uh, Archibald Anthrax. He's the scientist. <laughs> and Jigglypuff. And Skimble Shanks and all the other Eternals. Um, so Patton played Pip the Troll and freaking uh, Modoc. Yeah. He can't be the only guy who has two Marvel credits, right? No, there are several others who have done it. And when I say Marvel credit, I mean, I'm not going to be one of those assholes. It's like MCU only. Like, I, no, I mean Marvel. No. Because, no. like, Brolin has played Thanos and Cable. No, but I do, and I'm not doing it to split hairs, but I, I'm asking sincerely, like, just within the MCU, like, the Disney Marvel properties, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, Sony or Fox or anything that predated them. Yeah. Um, anybody else on the top, off the top of your head where it was, like, they were in one movie? Like, Toby Stevens never played, like, another guy besides Arnim Zola. It couldn't I, be somebody super famous, right? I, I don't I don't know off the top of my head. There are probably like ten uh, watch mojo lists that yeah, will you're, that will tell you. No, you're probably ones. right. So like uh, one of the undead Ein Harrier warriors from Thor Ragnarok was also the body stand-in for Corvus Glaive or something. Something. I'm just but somebody that like a named quantity like that. Yeah. Like, did Seth Green ever play anybody besides Howard the Duck? I'm not gonna, well, I'm not worried about it. I was just curious because you mentioned that. Um, whatever. <laughs> Smart casting, if nothing else. Uh, Patton is a pit patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, pit the Elder. Lord Palmerston. <laughs> oh, God. Adam Warlock, pit the troll. All right, you asked for it, Thanos. <laughs> Just Simpsons references. That's it. That's the secular Bible. Um, so that's the Eternals, the movie. Um, this was one of those things that I was just tickled to death with it right up until it came out. And then it was just Andy dropping the toys. I was like, I don't want to play with this anymore. Yeah. And I just loved how it was the first Marvel movie in forever that people... Did not like, mm-hmm. which most people did, but the the first one where the response was not "Thou shalt not have any gods before Ajax." Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pushback, the jokes, like <laughs> Kenko dies at the end. <laughs> it's tickled me so much. He does just peace out, right? Yeah, that's the that's so great. He just leaves to make um, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Kumail, just, like, cute little Kumail Nanjiani from The Big Sick, and then when he's done filming his movie, his head looks like a flump. <laughs> I like what one person pointed out about him. They said, like, 
there was no need for him to get in shape. Because there are... No! There are several members that are scrawny. There are two that are just fat as hell. There's like a little girl. It doesn't fucking matter. You, yeah. you don't need to be yeah, rich for this. But I remember there was an interview where like, he kind of pushed back. and He's like, I'm not doing this for the movie. They didn't make me do this. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to get in shape. I wanted kids to have, like, the Pakistani superhero look as good as the white superhero. Like, you know what? I can get behind that, but at the same time, I am allowed to, like, laugh at your pictures where you used to, again, you just used to be, like, Kamel Johnny, like, Hogwarts student-looking mm-hmm. uh, kid. Like, this uh, boyish stand-up comedian, and then he appears in this movie, and he has American Dad's <laughs> chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get to make fun of that shit. Of course I do. Um, and it was just, it, it, it's stupid to talk about. Like, it's it's ultimately no dumber to give a movie to the Eternals than it is to Shang-Chi or to um, Black Widow or whatever, but I feel like even up through that point, there's a degree of logic. Mm-hmm. Like, Black Widow just kind of sucks as a character, like in the comics and the movies, whatever. But she she's, like, the first lady of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, it it had gotten to the point where it was a bit preposterous to not give her a movie. And Marvel had already been lapped by DC, putting out, like, Wonder Woman. And, and they, already had a, they already had a an awesome girl gang movie. Yeah. In Birds of Prey. Yeah. And so, and then it was like, no, Scarlet's been here forever, but we're going to give Captain Marvel a movie first. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that there was, like, a small contingent that were like, no, Tosh needs her own movie. That's what I call her. Yeah. <laughs> Tash. Uh, no, Daniel Tosh needs his own movie. Yeah. Tosh Frank- versus Smosh, my new matchup movie. Yeah, no, Tash, Tash is going to be made into a movie. It's going to be the gripping biopic of animator Frank Tashlin. Oh, that could work. And then, uh, and then same thing, like, Shang-Chi was... I don't say this disparagingly, but, like, we need to do an Asian movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we did Black Panther, we're kind of checking our boxes. By all rights, there should be, like, an Asian-American Marvel character as a focal point. Mm-hmm. And they just went with Shang-Chi as, like, maybe the most prominent one. Like, there's yeah. other Asian characters, but they're members of, like the Reavers and the New Warriors in mm-hmm. terms of somebody who actually had a book at one yeah. point. I think it's just that and then the Korean Hulk for the last couple of years. Yeah, I think so. Um, if, I'm, if I'm forgetting someone, so be it. Uh, with the Eternals, it feels like the one they just made up out of whole cloth. And we were kind of talking about this uh, the other night and I've spoken with this with my old co-host uh, from one of my older podcasts. This idea of uh, fabricating fan favorites. Yeah. And so the examples we talked about, like uh, Saw Army of the Dead, mm-hmm. the, the zombie heist movie. I liked it. Like, perfectly good, watch it on your TV or on a plane sort of movie. And it yeah. had uh, the, the German safecracker Dieter, who's fine. Yeah. The character is okay. Mm-hmm. But you can really tell that the people who made the movie were like, oh, well, he's going to be the fan favorite. 
We're going to be seeing some Dieter memes by the end of the week. And so they gave him his own prequel movie. They came out, like, three months afterwards. And I think the guy got to, like, to, like write it and everything. You're like, I did not mind Dieter. Like, Dieter Media did not sweep the United States this summer. <laughs> it's like how one of the Shrek, one of the movies in the Shrek series was Puss in Boots. Where it's like... But people actually like that character. Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, you know, jump on you to, like, protect Shrek. The yeah. series I've always pretty much hated. But that would be a case where, like, people did walk out of the movie going, like, oh, boy, like, the Puss in Boots was the funniest part of the movie. Mm. And then, like, Puss in Boots, I haven't seen any of this shit, but probably better than any of the actual Shrek movies, right? I'd much rather hear, you know... Bandera is doing like a swashbuckling inv- uh, adventure than Junkie! Junkie! I dropped the Junkie! Soul, junkie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so that's what the Eternals feels like, where it's no weirder than like making a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Mm-hmm. But Guardians of the Galaxy did have the thing of like the characters don't suck. Like, there's a cute little raccoon who's also a smarty pants. Yeah. And, like, the, the tree who's very quotable. And, like, Drax is Batista, or Batista's Drax is, like, the best thing in any Marvel movie. Yeah. There's the fact that the entire team looks like your campaign from any given yeah. role-playing game. And so that was the point. You went into Guardians of the Galaxy going, like, who the hell are the Guardians of the Galaxy? And then two hours, two and a half hours later, you walked out going... I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. With the Eternals, you went into it going, who the hell are the Eternals? And then four hours later, you walked out going, who the hell are the Eternals? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you cannot just... And it goes, people make fun of the names as well they should. But even that yeah. kind of tracks where you're like, I, I guess you could sort of, like, explain to me who these characters are. It's like, no, Roll Call, Sprite, Druig, Fastos, Ajax, not Ajax, Athena, not Athena, Makari, not Mercury, it, Kingo. It, it, yeah, like, it, it, couldn't have, it couldn't have even been, like, their pictures, their name, then, like, uh, like Master of Speed, yeah. Lord of Technology. It's it, just anything like yeah, that. There's, there's nothing. Or like this guy wants this thing. And like, or like they each represent a different continent. Or like something that would just track yeah. logically. It's just like, well, here are the between 7 and 30 members of the Eternals. They should probably go fight on a beach. <laughs> here, are, here are Ajak and Druid. No other information is known. Yeah, exactly. And so it's the one where it seems like even Marvel fans are kind of nonplussed with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 like I say, it's going to make a absolute psycho bundle of money. I'm going into this. I was never like, oh, this will be the first one. It's a financial flop because like people have been saying that. Fucking like Cracked was saying that in 2010. Like Marvel might have overplayed their hand. Yeah. People are bound to get tired of this. No, I people love to do that. Like, this will be the year when people get sick of this. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it'll be this. My prediction it'll be this for like conservatively five more years. Yeah. Probably ten. 
as like a, a safe bet. It will be like this long enough for when they do whatever comes after Marvel, mm-hmm. you will have like your 22-year-old community college professor dad going like, that's not Spider-Man. Tom Holland was the real Spider-Man. Yeah, like, yeah. The, like, it, we will, the as far away as we are from like the Raimi Spider-Man and the rapist X-Men movies, that's how long like MCU will stretch ahead of us. It, it, I, and I know what you mean because using a weird comparison, uh, when the Elizabeth Banks Charlie's Angels movie came out, yeah. uh, there were quite a few people that were like, nah, if it's not Drew, Lucy, or Cameron, not interested. Yeah, and it, you're right, Jesus. Like, we're purists for fucking Charlie's Angels. Um, and it's one of those things... Like, uh, I wish I had bet on Trump winning in 2016 because it's sort of like, oh, well, uh, like, if he wins, then I'll make a bundle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he doesn't, good. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's kind of how I feel now. Like, my wager is that we have the, the 2020s will remain like the decade of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And even like, not even just their movies, but like other movies will keep trying to act like them. So yeah. every other studio will be going like, maybe Tom and Jerry could team up with uh, Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll keep doing that shit. We could have a valiant cinematic universe. Yeah. People uh, liked Bloodshot, didn't they? Yeah, we really need to get, like, Exo Manowar and uh, Magnus Robot Fighter in the same room together. And Turok, Son of Stone. Quit naming better characters than he was in the Marvel movies. Uh, Iron Man, but he's a caveman. So I do love how the Valiant characters were just all the characters that they bought from Gold Key Comics yeah. in the 60s. <laughs> like, that's a, kind of a baller move. So yeah, my prediction is that all these movies keep making sick money and they keep going for years and years and years. And uh, if, I'm, uh, if I'm right, then I get to say I told you so. And if I'm wrong, good. <laughs> yeah. So just a word as we wrap it up. Um, they did, like, the, the Disney Investors Day, or whatever you want to call it. Um, they broke down the new Marvel streaming series, which I'm not going to go through these, like, like one at a time, but yeah. just a fastball special this show. <coughs> Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Which, I gotta fucking love. Oscar Isaac, I see him in Inside Lowen Davis. i like, where did this guy come from this is like watching like a young Pacino or something or, or just seeing like Robert Duvall for the first time just what an amazing actor what's he gonna do next and then he just like fucked around and made like Poe Dameron and Apocalypse <laughs> and then I was like oh I, I don't know maybe my boyhood crush on him is wearing off then he turns around and makes the card counter mm-hmm. I'm like oh shit this this is what I needed this is yeah. the uncut you know, Oscar Isaac that I've been waiting for. Oh, what's he going to do next? And then the answer is Moon Knight. The funniest thing about so this... He's really sticking to his... Like, every eight years, he'll do a movie that reminds you why you like him. Funniest thing about that is... The uh, voice? I was... No, I'd heard the news about Moon Knight, and I said... Uh, I tweeted this... I said, uh, you know who I should, you know who I think should play, uh, 
Moon Knight's French butler, Frenchie, should be Jean Renault. Balls in your court, Kevin Feige. And just a few days ago, Kevin Feige tweeted back to me, correcting me that he's not his butler. <laughs> he's, he's his pilot. And I'm like, Kevin Feige? I, like, I, I stand corrected. Guy who never takes off his hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of, what's going on in there? Yeah. Um, okay, then, j- just to run through it really quick. We've got uh, Agatha, House of Harkness. I love Catherine Hahn as much as the next person, believe me. We might be stretching it a yeah. bit. Like, this is like making the movie about Wesley Snipes' character from U.S. Marshalls. <laughs> yeah, like... Okay, uh, Ironheart. What's what's that one? Uh, she's the girl who is even smarter than Tony Stark. She okay. takes over for Iron Man. Like, oh, okay. She's uh, even though he's been in like three movies since he died. <coughs> yeah, basically. Okay, speaking of a uh, Spider-Man freshman year, um, I thought that's what the last three movies were. Yeah. Okay. Marvel Zombies, okay, it's probably just a goof, because that, that, that's just what the comic was. Like, what if they were zombies? Yeah. Yeah, because God knows zombie-based irony isn't, like, played out at this point. Actually, uh, uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, it's just going to be a normal Spider-Man movie, but they're just going to play the Blink-182 song, What's My Age Again, throughout the whole thing on loop. Oh, my God. Miss Marvel, I uh, don't know what to say. Like, Kamala Khan seems like a pretty cool character, but isn't she getting her own movie? Like, yeah. the Marvels? I think so. Okay. And there's also the fact that I've always thought uh, Mia Khalifa would be awesome as yeah. Kamala Khan. Well, yeah, actually. And then we have uh, She-Hulk, which I wish I could remember who tweeted it. It's a guy who says, uh, it's a... Uh, 30-year-old uh, woman who's the uh, son of the uh, the daughter of the billionaire who invented anal sex, who went to Yale and is uh, working in a uh, uh, the writer's room for uh, uh, Disney Marvel. What if uh, She-Hulk's trademark transformation were to be triggered by mansplaining? Yeah. You, that's spot-fucking-on bullseye. It's actually horniness, if you can believe that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Echo... Moving on, um, <laughs> X-Men 97, uh, famously the year when the X-Men comics were unreadable, Yeah, but apparently this uh, this is based on that's the year when the X-Men cartoon went off the air, and we talked about that for a second. Like, is it going to be like a live-action continuation of the last episode? I, don't, I have no idea, because here's the thing, <coughs> I think you put it... Well, because I, I mentioned they're apparently, like, following up the old X-Men cartoon, and you said, like, oh, the old X-Men cartoon is fine. It was better than what else was on at the time, and you're like, yeah, the X-Men cartoon was worth watching during, like, Windows of Time when Gargoyles and Batman weren't on. Yeah. Like, the, there, there's nothing wrong with it except, you know, the Canadian-quality animation, but... Uh, <laughs> But I specifically remember this. This is like as like pivotal a moment in my life as like losing my V card. <laughs> like I remember it was Saturday morning. I was watching X Men. I think it was like season three. They had started Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and I was like, 
oh, I kind of want to see what happens. But Freakazoids playing on Kids WB. <laughs> yeah. And I just, oh, well. And I changed the channel and I watched the Candlejack episode of Freakazoid. Yeah. And I, I really feel like that was like a universe B moment for my life. Yeah. Where I, I have some things I regret in my life <laughs> as far as coin flip moments. That's the one I don't look back uh, and weep at. The, yeah, maybe I am happier being a, a, a freakazoid guy than being a morph. Morph. <laughs> morph. It's your goddamn stuffing. <laughs> so, but but somebody made the point with X Men, the X Men cartoon. Not even saying that it was bad, but um, it kind of ruined the popular perception of the franchise. Given that it's whatever else you want to say, because it was like, so nineties. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's whatever else you want to say about the the X Men. The whole point is that like every five years, it's a different thing. Yeah, like fair enough. Um, and so you had the X Men franchise, which is just based on this brief window and this brief lineup from the team. Yeah, that a wasn't very good in the books, mm-hmm. and b did not actually last that long. Yeah. So instead of pulling from, like, two fucking decades worth of, you know, Claremont stuff, which not all of it's golden, but it's just sitting there, you know? Uh, or just going for any weird thing, like, like, oh, how about now they all live on Krakatoa and, like, make out? Yeah. <laughs> that is basically yeah. what it is. Whatever it is. Living now. on Krakatoa and like, fucking... Can we just do, like, an Excalibur series or something? It was like, no, no, we, we really need to focus on X-Men for this brief window of time where it's about Jubilee mm-hmm. and they fight the Nasty Boys. Yeah. That's, no, no, for, forget like fucking Shadow King and anybody else or the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Let's, let's just focus on that window in time when they were fighting Strife. Yeah. No, it's really important that the Asian version of Psylocke be all that anybody remembers from this shit. Yeah. We need to have him... We need to see more of Mojo 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wish Mojo would pop up in some of this shit. Uh, Secret Invasion, that's just the scroll thing. Yeah. Okay. Then there's What, what If... You know, uh, What If... What If... There was a Marvel cartoon that looked like the first season of Archer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I am Groot. Uh, and I, again, I told a friend of this. Uh, if you had told me in 2014 that I would one day be going, shut the fuck up, Groot, I would have yeah. been surprised. But I think we've pretty much reached that point. Um, and then the last thing that dropped was the, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Or what was it? Spider-Man No Way Home. Like... The Spider-Man, that's just a picture of a homie figure that you got out of one of those little bubble machines. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man homemade cooking. Um, this thing looks uh, wild. First of all, I love how Sony just could not, like, get it together to make a Sinister Six movie. Yeah. So now, now Marvel is just doing it instead. You have uh, Defoe and Melina are back. Mm-hmm. No complaints there. Yeah. I'm not going to say one word disparaging my two great kings. Mm -hmm. My six-pack king and my beer belly king. Like, God bless both of them. 
BDE? Yeah, get that, get that fucking money. Um, <laughs> BDGE. Big Dick Goblin energy. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I can't get enough whiffed on my glider. Something <laughs> must be weighing me down. What the hell? <laughs> Somebody shared it's a trading card that was released for, like, Spidey 2002. And it's the clip of Norman scowling, like, doing his, like, Easter Island mouth. You yeah. Know? It's Norman Osborn, like, mad at the dinner table. It's sitting in front of a turkey, and then the name of the card, because they always have to have a name, you know? Yeah. It says, Unhappy Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I miss 2002. <laughs> I take back everything I said about the, the aughts being the worst era for pop culture. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just this, and, like, what's his fucking name? Like, David whatever, being in wrestling matches. David Arquette. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just that, and then PlayStation games about the Muppets, where they all look like Xavier, Renegade Angel. Yeah. Take me back. Uh, but anyways, and then you have uh, Sandman and Lizard, who... I'm betting don't do a super bunch of talking in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Lizard, who, uh, Reese Fonz wasn't exactly slap happy to be in the, in the first movie no. he was in, so... No, it's, it, I think it's, you'll notice this from the trailer, I could be wrong, but I think it's useful that two of the members of the Sinister Six, uh, you don't have to have a human play them. Yeah. I think that's gonna pay off. I think there's a reason why they said, like, Jamie Foxx is coming back, and... I haven't heard about Thomas Hayden Church in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all this going on. Uh, I'll just say this. We joked about Defoe. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a whole bunch of people flipping out about anything else in the trailer. The fact that he was coming back as the Goblin, yeah, that was the thing that seemed to blow people's minds. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost plays into my theory that Willem Defoe is awesome. That he's the best living American actor, and he can do pretty much anything he wants, and he's awesome at everything. Yeah. And, I mean, we had we had a lot of other actors that could have played the Goblin, such as James Franco and Dane DeHaan. Huh. So, well, anyways. Nothing against uh, Dane DeHaan. He's not like James Franco, but, <laughs> you know... No, they're similar only in their ability to play Harry the Osborne. Yeah. Uh, in any case, um, it rea- reactions to the trailer. Um, we don't usually do this on this podcast, but it dropped as we were doing the Eternals. Reactions to the trailer, excitement and disappointment. Yeah. Like it's it's. I half agree with you. But. It it's <laughs> super cool to see. Melina and Defoe, like, that is, that is so cool. Even seeing, like, Jamie Foxx and the fact that he's wearing a more electro-ish electro costume. Yeah. It, that, that's cool, but, again, it's so marvel-y that it's... Mm. Like, you have, you know, Doc Ock doing the banter. It's like, well, what, what are we doing here? Like, I, I was going to ask you about that. I mentioned it after I saw the trailer, like... Are the jokes getting worse? They are. It's it's not just that I'm tired of this shit, right? Which I, w- I will fully cop to, but, like, I feel like in the past, they, they've always had the jokey jokes, 
it's always been like dumb shit like, oh, I like to ride on my hammer. But you know what? I don't judge what another man does in his personal life, like those kinds of jokes. Mm-hmm. They, they've always been kind of like first pitch, like seven guys like sweating in a room, eating donuts, going like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, what if one of them says uh, like, thank you for playing as they punch the bad guy? Okay, it just, but it does feel like uh, the jokes used to be reasonably funny, like Hannibal Burris going like, oh, I think he's a war criminal now. And there's, yeah, there's the scene in Captain America where, you know, it's the next morning he's going to get the super soldier injection and the doctor has the two glasses of champagne and he says, well, you know, here's to a brighter future. And yeah. oh, Steve, oh no no these are, these are no these are both for me. You you need to fast for the medicine. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a good line. I'm and sorry. It, so it used to be like not even, not so much the jokes were absolute dog shit. It was just too much. Yeah, it get it like flat and everything. All of the characters sounded the same, and it would be like weird moments. So they'd be they'd be like fighting the devil and going like, "Oof, that's gonna leave a mark." And you're like, God, can there be like a time and a place? Mm-hmm. Can you build stakes? Can anything in the movies be cool? Yeah. Or is it just going to be wry the whole time? So, that seemed, that was my main issue. Like, I got generously, like, oh, too much of a good thing, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the fucking trailer for this, and there's the scene where, like, Nietzsche and, uh, like, the 10-year-old Spider-Man are talking to Doctor Strange, and he's like, Let's Scooby-Doo this crap. Uh, I happen to know a magic word. Please, please, let's Scooby-Doo this crap. Like, was this written by me making fun of the way these movies sound? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? It and, seems like... It seems like what you would write if you were in a writer's room and, like, you needed to get somewhere... Yeah, it's it's just how like like uh, oh, and then uh, 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 Zendaya could say I've I've got a dental appointment in two. Sorry, thinking out loud. Uh, how about she says uh, uh, keep it in your pants, tiger. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's that, and then I don't even know if this is in the movie. Some people say like this might have been like cobbled together, and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be like different in the film. I'll never know. But uh, <laughs> there's just the awesome Alfred Molina. And uh, the Spider-Man, and it's like him and his... There's like four kids with him in every scene. Yeah. So, people have said the other two Spideys are coming back. I think so. so. I, I, I don't know, I guess. I, I Like, Garfield's a socialist, and the other guy's a degenerate fucking gambler now. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? But, uh, no, no, but I mean, the, the other two better Spider-Man are coming back. Like, maybe, mm-hmm. but... So, uh... The... Muppet Baby Spider-Man is talking to, uh... He, Dr. Octopus, he goes, like, So what's your name? He goes, I'm Dr. Otto Octavius. And they go... <laughs> and, like, start doing, like, the laughing behind your fist. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, like... I'm so fucking tired of that. Your name is Spider-Man, you fucker. Th- like, this, I, I swear to God... Like, this is... Like dunking on yourself in Nerf basketball that you're playing on the door of your bedroom. Yeah. Like, uh, yes, it's a stupid name. And Electro has a stupid costume. They all have stupid names. 
and stupid costumes. Even the cool ones, like Nightcrawler mm. and Hobgoblin, yeah. have stupid names and stupid yeah. costumes. There's no point in going like, my name is Mysterio. <laughs> Did your mom pick that name? Or like, uh, I'm uh, Luke Cage and I wear a yellow shirt. Uh, yeah, fashion call. Like, mm-hmm. You cannot, you cannot keep doing that. You have to make fun of something else. Yeah. It's not a diss track. It's not mystery science theater where like a thing existed and then you satirize the thing. You can't draw a picture and then make fun of the picture that you drew. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. Um. So it's not even like let's have some respect for Doctor Octopus. Like, no, literally everyone else in the world gets to make fun of the fact that there's a character named Dr. Octopus. There's one single entity that doesn't get to do that, and that's the Marvel Entertainment Group, because they own the copyright for the game. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know, man. It just, it looks like a whole lot of nothing. It's kind of wild that they brought (coughs) Sam Raimi back to direct the movie after the spider Yeah. (laughs) And then... Last but not fucking least, the first of these ones, he's teamed up with Iron Man. The mm. second one, it's Nick Fury. It, mm-hmm. you know, not much of a team up. I it know, turns out to be Talos. Okay, the scroll, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I, I know you mean Nick Fury. And then the third one, it's, it's him and Doctor Strange. And like, of all the characters, literally every character since like 1920 when it was Timely Comics. Yeah. Why do they not have confidence to let Spider-Man have a solo outing? Yeah. This this is the polar they opposite. They did five times before. Yeah, and like the polar opposite, because back in like the 60s and 70s and whatever, you had Marvel team up, which was mm-hmm. just Spider-Man, it was always Spidey, yeah. would team up with somebody else. Yeah. Spider-Man, far and away, our most beloved and popular character. Yep. And he's going to hang out with like, He'll either hang out with someone you already like, like Wolverine or the thing, or we'll maybe introduce like Night Thrasher or somebody. Yeah. We'll, like, we'll kind of like backdoor pilot this. Yeah. So like Spider-Man, Marvel team up, Spider-Man and the Jeffersons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'd, well, I'd read the shit out of that. Because you, the, you're the one who's pointing out that when Iron Man flies, he does the Sherman shuffle. <laughs> yeah, he does. I'm coming to join you, Edith. <laughs> The wrong guy, but wait, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh no, you're right. That's Fred Sanford. Yeah. What? What is sure? Oh no, he he celebrated. Yeah. Uh, Fred Sanford would have the heart attack, which also fits for Tony Stark. Actually, yeah. he just oh, I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth, and he just starts unscrewing the. Dog. Yeah. Okay, we really need to do a '70s TV based version of this, where it's like the Marvels, but it's Laverne and Shirley. If I have to draw straws to see who has to do brown face. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, before my uh, horrible joke, it's a fun enough premise. They didn't, Spidey did meet, like, uh, the cast of Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah. yeah. I like how I can barely say Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Belushi fighting the Silver Samurai. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of those moments where it's like, Okay, I changed my mind. I love comics. <laughs> yeah. Belushi, the Belushi samurai character has made more appearances than Adam Warlock has made comic appearances. Just imagine 
just this uh, giant coked up dude with an actual samurai sword yeah. <laughs> going after this guy, oh, no. not really caring. What... Silver Samurai doesn't stand a chance. Oh, yeah, like, you're like, like, no, it's just, <coughs> we didn't really expand that. So it's Belushi versus like Blood Screen <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, LCD and Albert. <laughs> just cutting a swap. Like he destroys everybody except Sabretooth. <laughs> and that's what Wolverine has to step up. But, oh, Belushi just killed Terror Incorporated. <laughs> Larry Hama. Belushi was really one of my favorite characters to write. He and Tunnel Rat were both based on me. So, uh, I don't care if this one's two hours long. I'm having fun. Um, but no, that's... You, they, for some reason, they are not confident in letting Spider-Man just be in a Spidey movie. And it's so weird because it's it's such a, like... It seems like the hardest character to fuck up. Yeah. Like, you don't have to work too hard to make, like, a fun Wolverine movie. Like, what if his shirt falls off and he fights ninjas? Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay, it worked. Yeah. Like, with Spidey, it's just like... No, like, he swings around and, like, he gets some roses to take to Mary Jane and then Vulture attacks him and he makes it to the date but the roses are broken, like... Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to just write the platonic idea of a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Why are the last four about fucking dimensions? I don't know. Like, do do that in, like, the Excalibur cross-time caper movie. <laughs> yeah. Why have the last five Spider-Man movies have more references to the multiverse than an Eternal Champion novel? <laughs> Like I, I get it. It's it's fun when he meets like girl Spidey and pig Spidey and everything. But <laughs> I do not get the Faustian pact, where it's like we're gonna do a Venom movie without Spider Man, and we're gonna do a Spider Man movie where he doesn't fight anybody. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, can, can he just like get in a gang war? But one of the guys is a cyborg, and two of the guys are werewolves. Yeah, let's knock this shit out there. Um, yeah, or just make him uh, uh, Daniel Glover, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or wait, Donald Glover. Yeah. No, both actually. Those are both. Yeah, uh, I would watch both I or watch either. Both. I'm getting too old for this shit. <sighs> so, I am getting a little too old for this shit, if I'm being honest. I can't help but notice that they dropped the trailer for this, mm-hmm. like two weeks after the Eternals came out. Yeah. And not even that people hated the Eternals, but nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so this thing's coming out for Christmas, and then by, like, Three Kings Day, Mm -hmm. we're going to see the Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah. And then a couple weeks after that, and it's that perpetual thing of, (laughs) well, that was fine, but the next one's going to be even better. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's okay. But the next one's gonna be even better, and yeah. th- this constant thing of—I guess wrestling works the same way. I should yeah. make fun of. That's how comics work. Like, stay tuned next time. Yeah. Oh, waiver. Let's stand now. Um, <laughs> but it, it really is just like the the constant plate spinning. Mm-hmm. Instead of just setting up something and having it exist on its own terms, it's oh, just you wait because in uh, seven weeks from now, 
that that eight ball movie should be coming <laughs> right along. Oh, just just do wait when a kangaroo and sleepwalker will be fighting for our amusement. You have to love sleepwalker. He's Marvel's Morpheus. <laughs> Is okay. We'll wrap up with that. Is that true? Yes, that was their. That's not. That's not apocryphal. No, that was their idea. They okay. they wanted. They saw how big. Uh, the Dreaming and the Endless were, they wanted a Morpheus. Yeah. And it, their idea was like, you know how, like, the Sandman comics from DC are good? Well, instead of zigging, why don't we zag? Yeah. yeah. I love how so many comic characters are simply created because of, hey, the other guys have a cool character. Make him but for us. <laughs> yeah. And it's always, it's always worse. Yeah. So... Oh, lordy. Okay, well, that's the Marvel... Uh, that's the Eternals review and kind of the state of the union. Um, if you, Again, if you had told me when I was 10 that they would one day make a Sinister Six movie and I wouldn't give a shit, I would have been surprised, but I guess... You know, it's better than all the hippies that grew up to be Trump voters. Yeah. I guess growing up to not being into Spider-Man at my age is not the worst fate that could befall somebody. Oddly enough, they were the hippies that used to read Spider-Man and the Hulk. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, you ever notice, yeah, did you ever notice how the Hulk is a guy who, like, gets mad and he turns into a big green monster? And now we, we have, like, a big orange monster and he makes other people mad? There's something there. I need to pitch this to Antarctic Press. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it for now. I'll let you do the sign-off in a minute, Jeremy. But before that, uh, we'll see what happens in the next episode. Maybe we'll talk about Cowboy Bebop. Maybe we'll talk about how terrible the new Cowboy Bebop was. Maybe we'll talk about how much I hated the new Cowboy Bebop. Sky's the limit. Sky truly is the limit. As they as they famously say at the end of every episode of Cowboy Bebop, you can't take the skies from me. <laughs> uh, before we go, I have to say that the one Marvel movie I am looking forward to is Spider-Man Origins, the Mousy. Wow. You have defeated me. Really obituaries. That will be all for us. Uh, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And that is definitely all I have to say. <laughs>